Hello and welcome to The Importance of Staying Earnest, the podcast where we discuss the elements of taking on a career in the arts as a young person in the modern day. So sit down, stand up, grab a tea or something stronger and come with us on our journey to hopefully help find us some direction in our lives. My name is Harry and with me is my fellow host and good friend, Emily. Hello, yes, I'm Emily, as Harry so beautifully said. Um, And thank you for joining us on our little endeavour to create this podcast. Um, Well, we decided to make it sort of to just kind of share the discussions that we've been having as friends, I guess. Like, as Harry mentioned, we've been friends since primary school. Primary school? Yes, primary school, just about, gosh. Primary school? Yeah, year five, unfortunately. We're um, old, man. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're now both sort of graduates of art subjects and looking to sort of forge careers within the arts. Um, and we have lots of friends in similar positions. And we've all sort of realised that when we finished uni, a lot of us felt very alone with what we were doing and a bit unsure. Um, and I think a lot of us realised we would have really liked to have felt like there was more conversation about it. A lot of us maybe didn't realise at the time because we kind of didn't necessarily always open up to our friends. And so, I don't know, I guess me and Harry just wanted to sort of share this conversation, share our experiences, the good, the bad, the weird, the boring, all things in between with you. And thanks for joining us on our journey. Hopefully we can entertain you, maybe even provide you with a bit of insight of what it's like to try and pursue a career in the arts. And yeah, hopefully have a bit of fun at the same time. Harry, you pitched the idea to me initially. Have you got anything anything you'd like to add to that? I think you pretty much summed it up, honestly. Um, it was, again, it came from the conception of a lot of what I was finding and uh, what I thoroughly enjoy as well is a lot of top-down stuff. People who have who've established themselves a little bit and are able to discuss what they've been through having made it to some semblance of the other side whereas uh i think there's an interesting amount of stuff that's maybe for obvious reasons uh, less talked about the in the trenches style of discussion of what the day-to-day of being at the bottom of the ladder is and that's a necessary step for everyone but it feels kind of different going through it than i imagine having gone through it Mm. and so yeah I think, uh, like, we often hear I... this story of, you know, this person on some sort of primetime talk show and they'll discuss, like, you know, oh, I'd been living in this city for so many years and I had 50p left in my bank account and I was just about to move back home with my parents when I got the call to give me my big break, basically. And, you know... Th- you feel quite removed from that when you hear it said from someone who now probably owns several mansions or whatever. And so Uh, to kind of just sort of like actually hear about what, yeah, like you said, like the day-to-day of just sort of pursuing things and emailing people and trying to make things happen is very different. Yeah, and what that's like as well, like not just a repetition of what, day-to-day actions are like i got up and made coffee it's like well what does that kind of mean for people and what what does it mean to to push through that which i suppose segues into why we one of the reasons why the importance of staying earnest as a name for the podcast Mm. came about which is that sense of on good days it's really easy to kind of go to bed wake up and say yep i'm i'm doing the right thing i'm pursuing what i want to do but on the bad days which are 
often not some catastrophic failure, but just a day where someone doesn't email you back or a project is taking more mental strain than you're thinking or... It can just be a bit of an eh day. <laughs> yeah, and but those are the days that can sometimes you are harder to get through than than the the days of of catastrophic failure Mm. because those that level of deflation can sometimes just be oh am i doing it am i doing the right thing and those are the days that i think are going to be come come across a lot in in a lot of the conversations it's well if you're conversing with me that's a lot (laughs) of days that i've had to work my way through um and i'm sure you're the same but I think there's that's the reason why there's there's something to talk about here, um, and I think hopefully it'll be a little bit a little bit a little bit fun to to listen to as well. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about another reason why we called it the importance of staying earnest? Oh yeah, it's it's also a bit of an in joke, so enjoy that. But um, no, so it's a, it's a slight in joke for the two of us because the first thing that we both directed and we actually co-directed it together was a production of the importance of state of being earnest even while we were still at school um so yeah it kind of harks back to sort of where it all started and why we decided that we really liked doing all this I suppose on that um with this podcast each week we've sort of mentioned we've got lots of friends that are in similar positions to ourselves And so each week we're going to invite a different friend on to have a chat with us and share their experiences, bring in a different perspective, maybe talk about things that perhaps myself and Harry don't know so much about. But we thought that for this week we'd keep it as just the two of us so that you guys can get to know who we are, what we're about, what we're interested in. Um, So, well, where did it all start for us? Like, So we have known each other since school and that's when we started doing a lot of this sort of thing I mean we both sort of came to all this sort of from doing school plays and acting and um like I don't know what yeah, your I memories of I that are Harry <laughs> no well ooh, varied I don't think it's uncontroversial to say that a, a, a joy of 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 you know creative expression in our case um it's theater to for full clarification in our case theater is the big thing that we started out in mm. uh, and that comes from school um I you know I go back to, so it was in year six, I think. Obviously, we did, do you remember we did Alice in oh Wonderland in year six, yeah. <laughs> right? That's Which looking back. back on it as, looking back on it as an adult, I'm like, ah, an adult. God, that made me feel a little bit, that, that hurt. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, oh, wow, that was some, I thought it was the best thing in the world. And reality is it was probably, you know just all right well Uh, hey while we're at school i think you know we did some great school productions but they were school productions at the end of the day (laughs) oh yeah and look it's it's but it's it's not about what it is that you output it's about what you go through in it and it's like wow i am i really enjoy this Mm. and that then led on into into uh senior school and, and all that kind of all that kind of stuff um and eventually leading up to was it the last i think it was like the last thing we did essentially at school was the importance of being earnest yeah i think um, so were we in well we were in i sixth don't think form. we were in upper sixth but i think when we were in upper sixth neither of us had nearly enough time yeah, that's to true. devote we were both very stressed and a bit broken so i think the importance of being earnest i'd like to think that springboarded us into at least wanting to do 
uh, more stuff like this, which is, you know, yeah, what's important. And, I, you know, everyone has a similar story, don't they, right? Like, no one wakes up one day and just assumes they're going to enjoy something. There's always a linchpin nah, you catch to something. The bug. And ours, ours just happens to be linked to one another's because we were in the same place at the same time yeah i think we often fell into like doing a lot of projects together we realized fairly early on that we had quite similar interests and such so that just sort of happened and actually i think well i think the true combination of that was um so when we were at school i did a levels but actually our school offered both a levels or the ib um international baccalaureate yes uh, so Harry did the IB and I did A-levels, but Harry actually ended up kind of almost getting an AS in drama because he helped me out. <laughs> I, yep. I was the only one in my IB class for theatre, but it meant, naturally, that I was, in order to get some kind of experience with other actors, I was bumped down to the A-level class. Okay, let's bumped not down. describe it That's... as being bumped down. That's rude. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's poor language on my part. Um, <laughs> well, it, and it I, was also was... because, um, let's, you know, before it sounds like he's pitying on me or something. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I uh, fell into the trap of when I was choosing my A-levels. Um, choosing the wrong yeah, ones. So I ended up switching from uh, physics to drama. You know, that well-known, well-known choice. Um, so I did that. I think it was about the first half term in to lower sixth. And um, because of that, the rest of the A-level class uh, had already sort of partnered up for this piece of coursework that they were doing. Um, yeah, we had to do these scenes sort of in twos. And I, A, made the group a odd number, so well done me. And B, like I say, they were already all partnered up and it wouldn't have been fair to make anyone have to, you know, sort of start again on their coursework just because... I made a poor choice. Um, so, yeah, Harry ended up being brought in to... Uh, they threw little old me in there. Yeah, so we ended up doing that together, which in many ways I think worked in our favour, you know. I mean, we did all right out of it, you know. Yeah, we had good fun. I, I think we did all right. I mean, there was the um, time when you threw a chair across the room. I mean, but <laughs> uh, it was justified. <laughs> so, for context... Um, so because obviously Harry was in essentially a different class to me, we were quite lucky in that we had sort of some of our periods like lined up. But so I had drama like four times a week, maybe. Yeah, four times a week, maybe something like that. And you had it say only like two. And it happened that your two overlapped with mine, but it meant that you obviously weren't there for all of my lessons, which meant that the teachers literally never really saw our work. So when they finally did, let's just say that Harry snapped a bit. I mean, do you want to say what happened? No, 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 no. That's that is that is not correct. Uh, I when we we went through how many how many weeks of rehearsals did we go through? Do you reckon? Oh, I honestly cannot was it remember. Like, it's about three or four. Something. Like, I mean, and this Harry, was, you've got to remember this was like seven years ago now. Seven? It wasn't seven. Something like that. I'm sorry to break it to you. It's like six and a half. Let me okay, have this. Okay, fair enough. But it was, it was, we had a, we, either way, we had a pretty solid idea of what our, the scene looked like. Mm. And obviously we hadn't been, we hadn't been seen doing it. And it was, 
every when 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 our, our our wonderful teacher came in to give us notes and watch it it was every what was it like every line oh no we didn't get that far it was so the scene um it was set uh it was a tennessee williams play that we did and so it was set in like deep south america um like usa um and the scene was set out on the fire escape or at least it started out there and i think if i remember rightly my character was already out there and your character had to walk out to join me and literally every time you took a step to start to walk as if out onto this um fire escape uh the teacher would go stop okay harry so what was your character's intention there yeah, you you you'd think it would be a simple direction, right? Well, like I understand nuance. <laughs> and the thing is, you even said, I you know, I obviously cannot remember what it was now, but you said, oh, you know, I think this is sort of where my character's head's at, so this is my intention. They're like, okay, go again. So we went again, two steps. Harry, what is your character's intention? You're like, I just told you, and it bearing, just kept going, and literally we bearing in mind as well, right? So the kicker to all of this is the reason they grill you, I think, on all of that kind of stuff is that you have to write about it later for the yeah. for the course. I didn't have to do that. True. So please. <laughs> so you ended up, you didn't throw the chair at the teacher, which I think was a good move. But no, you did all sort of very far. No, I, and I think it was more of just like a kicking it over rather than picking it up and story's, shucking it across grown the legs room. In your mind, since uh, in the years yeah. since it's happened. Um, but at that point, I was like, "Harry, let's go." Um, so yeah, we went back into the other room, and yeah, I don't think they saw it again until the performance day. No, but hey, it went quite well. So um, never mind. Well. I mean, hey, it's on my CV. <laughs> put ev- put really? everything on your CV, people. Um. So yeah, we did quite a few things at school, um, some of which were more successful than others. Oh God, do you remember the chimes? Yeah, I remember the chimes. Like the chimes that, again, this is the reverse. So the majority of things I look back on, I go, oh, that was probably worse than I think it is. Whereas the chimes, I think actually was, we were just not in the position to see it. Mm. So obviously... The director that we had in to do it was very into physical theatre, into buto, a Japanese buto, um, which is all ethereal and mystical and, and strange, which when you're 15, you just don't get. Yeah, I don't even know if we were, I think we were like 14 or so. I think we were about year nine. Yeah, so that's like 13, nine. 14. Um, and I mean, when a director it. comes into a room and starts telling you to pretend that you're strangling a baby when you're 13, I mean, to be honest, even as an adult, I'd have some questions. But um, I think my favorite that's actually really good direction in hindsight. Yeah. Is imagine you're imagine you're smelling with your feet and seeing with your eyes. <laughs> Thinking about it later, I'm like. Damn, that's really cool direction. I kind of want to play around with that. But at 13 years old, I was like, what? Yeah, no, I, it didn't go down so well with with all of us. That poor, we... we I, most we of my memories, we to be honest, are all of us like... Director, but I think we bullied her. I think we found... So like our school was huge. It was sort of school that went from like reception to sixth form. And yeah. I think it was in like the sort of reception playground. There was this sort of like wooden play hut type thing. Um, and because we were there rehearsing on the weekend, don't worry, we didn't actually just like barge into the reception, like out of our way, four year olds. Almost, we um, almost did. 
Don't, I mean, if if given the opportunity, we would have, I think. Probably. But yeah, most of my memories are us like running away and hiding in there and finding it hilarious. Kids <laughs> can be there, cruel. There was, the, there was the day that was, um, it was like 40 degrees in the middle of summer. Mm. And we were forced to work for like, I say forced to work. This is the 13 year old <laughs> coming out with me again. We were like rehearsing for a number of hours or whatnot. And we came out and we were like, it's breaking child labor laws. Oh, God, we were annoying. We shouldn't be forced to work. Oh, my God, we were so entitled. Oh, dear. Um, but anyway. Odd, odd segue, <laughs> I appreciate Yeah, so obviously we did all these sort of things at school. Um, and it was when we did the importance of being earnest. I'm going to keep going to call it the wrong thing now we've come up with this podcast name. Um that was sort of the first time both of us properly right? tried directing. And I think for both of us, that sort of really stuck. Um, so when we both went off to our separate unis, I mean, A, we kept in touch, you know, we'd offer meet up at Christmases and summers and holidays and whatnot when we were both sort of back at our parents' houses. Um, but, well, for me in particular, I suppose, I sort of went on and did more directing at uni um and yeah we just sort of kind of kept in touch and I feel like we both kind of realized oh we want we want to do something creative again together at mm. some point but I mean I went to University of Manchester and you were at Exeter so that's quite a big it's a bit of a jump to try and you know maybe put together a weekend project yeah just a bit um in person anyway but thankfully in the age of technology that we live in now uh, we can put together something like this, yeah. which is hopefully going to keep us ticking over uh, and won't drive us to insanity, meaning it's the last thing we'll ever do together. <laughs> well, we'll see. Time will tell. Oh, ju- jury's still out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk a bit about uni, actually. Um, obviously, over the course of, of the next few episodes, it's going to get drips and drabs of what our experiences were. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to give a, a brief overview. I don't have much to talk about with my university experience in regards to the arts and drama, um, only in that my course was very strange. Mm. But you've got quite a bit, actually, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I suppose... Um, yeah, so I... A glittering career, one might say. <laughs> I, I peaked at uni. That was, that was the real thing that happened. Um, I think I peaked at the chimes, so... Oh, God. Okay, well... You know, it could be worse then. Yeah, so while I was at uni, I did various things both with my... So I did a degree in drama and English literature. So with that, obviously, I, I did certain bits with the drama side of my degree, but I also did a lot of sort of, I suppose, co-curricular type stuff while I was at uni. I was a member of the drama society the whole time I was there. Um I did some acting in my first year. I didn't start directing again till second year. Um, and I ended up acting in one of my favourite plays ever in a production of Love Song, which it was a brilliant experience. Good play. Good play. It's a very good play. Um, yeah, by Abby Morgan. Do do go check it out if, if you like that sort didn't of thing. Didn't we study Blood, Blood Song? <laughs> what? <laughs> Probably a different play, sorry. <laughs> Uh, love song. Didn't we? Did we study it, or did I, think did I you study studied it? it? But I think um, so. It was it, frantic assembly put it on at the National Theatre quite a few years ago now. Um, sure and DVD they well. at school they had access to like the National Theatre archive type material, 
so they did a sort of viewing i think for you but they said we could go watch it if we wanted to and i did um and it was very good uh so yeah would absolutely recommend checking that out if you like beautiful storytelling um and good choreography yeah really really good so yeah i i love doing that in first year um and it was sort of because it was like my ideal play to be a part of in terms of acting i was a bit like right well where do I go next? And I was like, well, hey, I, I really enjoyed doing that whole directing thing um, that that we did at school. So why don't I give that another whirl? And I did and really enjoyed that as well. Did some sort of student written plays. I also ended up directing an opera while I was at uni. That was pretty cool. Um, I also probably simultaneously learned that I don't think I want to be an opera director, but hey, it's good to know these things. <laughs> um, At least you've crossed that one well, off. Well, exactly. You're like, opera, maybe not. Exactly. What was that experience like? So what was the, what, obviously, you know, student drama, I'm legitimately interested in this because my student drama experience was quite weird, as I say. Um, what was the kind of, how did how did you go from, what were the steps like in terms of having to deal with, obviously, weird budgets and student run uh curriculum not curriculum uh what would be the word you know what i'm you know what i'm saying yeah no i know exactly what you're saying so i was often so i was on the drama society committee second and third year um so i was part of the team that was running it so i suppose that kind of helped create like a level of understanding in terms of why things were the way they were um which meant overall i didn't tend to get too frustrated budgets I kind of really enjoyed working off of not much money I kind of used it as a means to force myself to get a bit creative like particularly with sort of set design I actually ended up really enjoying doing that um so I ended up uh for example one of the plays um that I directed was supposed to be set in a supermarket Um, And then there was also a bit where there was supposed to be like a lorry and then they were in a post office. Like there were all these sort of different scenes. Um, So, yeah, I ended up just getting a load of boxes, uh, like massive cardboard boxes that we got from Whole Food Seller for free. And we painted them almost think like um, Rubik's Cube style. And so we fitted them together and like wrote different things on different sides of them. Um, and just completely made it a part of the play, and it actually worked really well because we we're doing it in like a sort of black box. Like what? Like like beans? What do you mean? Or like supermarket? Like what did you write oh, on the side? So you like the side that was supposed to be the supermarket. Or... Um, so it was supposed to be in an Aldi, which their colour is blue. So they're all painted blue on one right. side, and it said it was like bread, eggs, flat. You know that sort yeah, of stuff was, like on beans. one side. Okay, I wasn't. Completely yeah, no, crazy no. Um, and then like. The lorry side, I think Beans that was on the brain. painted, I can't remember what colour now, another colour. And the way that when that sort of scene change happened, the audience could see it and all the boxes were sort of turned and stacked. And then the very last one when that was, and they were all like blank other than whatever colour it was, let's say green for the sake of argument. Um, and then That's when the dope. last one was turned round, it just said lorry on the side of it. I don't know. I just thought it was funny and stupid That's, and it worked for... That's my kind of humour there. Yeah. That's, that, that is, the play was a comedy. That's why we work well together. Um, so yeah and it, yeah it was a sort of very like silly humor so yeah for me that worked quite well so that was really fun that's dope so yeah that's actually that's shoestring that's budget the kind of stuff make it that work. i gravitate towards as well even if i had say an extra 
200 quid to splurge on a bit more like it still wasn't going to actually then I don't know in my mind I suppose that wouldn't have actually necessarily made it any better the reason I ask with those kinds of things is my course I did philosophy and drama in my course which is a unique course but the way that the program runs is that I basically did all the academic stuff in drama and none of the practical for the course itself yeah not ideal so were you the only one doing your course technically philosophy and drama i was the only one in my year for definite um, it seems to be a running theme for you I, Harry. Is, uh, <laughs> I know i don't i mean i'm destined to be lonely Aww. in my endeavors yeah the long and short of it me- meant that a lot of what the student body did was driven by what the drama students did in their courses that's how they kind of knew each other from anything outside of auditions there was a couple of you know you've got your hyper talented musical acts which are like singers and and stuff like that who get in by the fact that they've just got pipes like a god um i had a really bad day or it was one of a really bad week where i auditioned and i was so in my own head about auditioning because i didn't really know anyone i didn't really have anything kind of going on i was having weird issues in terms of like um, am, I, am I really going for the right thing? Blah, 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 blah. And I went for this audition and I literally got myself in a headspace of like, I'm not getting any of these. Auditions were all held on the same on the same day. I'm not getting any of these. That was terrible. I'm not going to get anything back. I've had nothing back before, but, you know, the kind of thanks for auditioning, but no thanks. I'm not going to get anything. And I checked my phone that evening I think I checked, yeah, I checked my phone that evening for emails and there wasn't anything back. This was on a Friday. And I went, that's it. You know, that's, that's all I've got. Like, that's nothing. Went through the rest of Saturday and then woke up on Sunday, just checked my emails casually Sunday morning. And this was at 11 o'clock. And there was an email there, which is like, oh, we'd like to call you back mm. at 10 o'clock on Sunday. No. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's just great. Oh. I've thrown myself into a brick wall for nothing but my own brain's sake and I'm never going to do that again and so hey there you go life lesson check your emails even at the weekend (laughs) well yeah but that the reason I bring that story up a lot is it's kind of a microcosm of how I was throughout the whole of uni which is just getting stuck in my own brain about despite really wanting to do more theater and do more drama my head was just so just compounding this feeling of oh but it's a you know anxieties and all this that and the other that just meant that I went through pretty much you know three years of uni with doing not a huge amount other than the degree I was set which wasn't practical Mm. and so then you pile on the fact that it's been however long it's been since you've done a decent practical project and you're starting to think of what everyone else is doing and it's just an absolute tornado of just I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing anything. I can't do anything. How, you know, do I really want to do this? Those are the kinds of, it's just surreal and annoying. And it took, oddly enough, I suppose it took the pandemic to break me out of that slightly because I was like, wow, now I can't do anything by, because no one can do anything. And that sucks more than deciding not to do something. So I should probably try and do things. (laughs) Just at the time when it's actually hardest to try and do something, you actually make something happen. This was your idea from Again, the off, so... Uh, very, very on brand for yeah. me, actually. Sounds about right. Um, if it's not extremely difficult for no reason, I won't pursue it. 
Well, I mean, I guess that kind of brings us on to like where we are now. So obviously, like we both had quite different experiences while we were at uni. Um, And I guess a lot of those you just brought up were things that kind of came up for me when I finished. Like I I know I sort of touched on these ideas earlier, but um, yeah, you know, when I was at uni, I was constantly busy. Like not only was I doing drama society stuff, um, I also, you know, did my degree. Uh, and I also did nice. like dance society and just, well, you've known me for a long time, Harry, you know, I'm the sort of person that's not yeah. very good at being bored. Um, juggling. So I'm, I'm quite good at filling my time, but, um, yeah, everything, everything under the sun that you can do, you'll do it. Yeah. And like, I mean, I was also surrounded by, you know, like-minded similar people, which was amazing. And like, I had a great experience. But then I cut everything sort of came a little bit crashing down when I finished um, because I lived when I w- had like went back to my parents' house because I didn't have a job. I, you know, was then sort of, well, actually, I did have a job. I was working as a waitress um, at a coffee shop near my parents' uh, house, oh which yeah. I'd been doing as like a holiday job throughout uni and stuff as well. Um, so I was kind of, you know, still working this job that I had been doing on and off since I was like 17, 18. And yeah, I was just back at my parents' house, far away from all of those friends. I had a lot of other friends who, like you, were going back to finish off uni because they'd done a four-year course or like you took a gap year before starting uni and stuff. Um, And yeah, I just have all these really horribly, disgustingly vivid memories of just basically sitting on this rug um, that I have in my bedroom at my parents' house and just feeling so lost and unsure of what to do next. I mean, I think it's quite a big shift when you go from spending the first, what in my case, 21, in your case, 22 years of our lives in sort of education, even like when obviously for university we chose to go, but nonetheless, it all kind of, you know, things were pretty much mapped out for us. Yeah, you know, we like had to take some own initiative to do some of the things that we did do, but you know, or it, not in my case. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> but you know, the the stuff was there, and it's not that the stuff wasn't there when I then finished uni, but it was like, well, how do I even begin to how do, do you get all your foot of this? In the door? Um, yeah, which since that, so I graduated two years ago now. Yes, two years ago, twenty nineteen. Um, And so, you know, since then, I have done some stuff. I have made theatre again, and I actually now work in TV. Um, And, like, all of these crazy things have happened, but it was kind of quite the process to mentally get there more than anything else, I think. And it was was mentally exhausting at times. Um, And, like, I had various friends and um, people around me who sort of helped push me along when I just kind of just felt a bit swamped by all of it so Mm. I guess one of my hopes for when you suggested this podcast is that if there's anyone who maybe for whatever reason doesn't have those friends to push them along maybe we can sort of help with that a little bit or at least make people know that it's really normal to feel a bit lost when you're going through that massive change of finishing education whether that's university college school whatever um you know it's yeah it's just it's a big change all of all of a sudden the train tracks end and you're still expected to move forward but obviously it's like well 
in what direction and the reality is is it's kind of any direction you want but you're gonna have to deal with the fact that you know it's not prescribed yeah exactly um so well i hope all of you enjoy joining us on our journey to hopefully find some direction ourselves um and you never know maybe more you might even be able to help you find a little bit of direction in your own lives um i know i'm really excited to speak to all of our friends that we've got coming on um about their own experiences and what's helped them and how yeah how they've been able to find their their own paths themselves Thank you for listening to The Importance of Staying Earnest. If you want to keep up with us outside the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at T-I-O-S-E underscore podcast or on Facebook at The Importance of Staying Earnest podcast. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at T-I-O-S-E dot podcast at gmail.com. Please drop us a review if you enjoyed and we'll see you next time.